Welcome back to another episode of 34 to Glory. I'm your host, Tyler Flesh, joined by my co-host and father, Brian Flesh. Hey there. Um, we're coming off of a disappointing loss, and we will talk about that. Um, disappointing is not the word for it. Uh, this, I, I, We started happy. We're upbeat. We've had time to calm down. Uh, I'm going to get a little hot. I'm a little hot about a bunch of things. Um, this game meant a lot. Uh, in more ways than one, and we'll get into that. We do have some voicemails that we will tap into. Um, I don't know what. Real quick, what what's your feeling? What can the what can they get from you on this podcast? Are you feeling hot too, or lukewarm? I'm pissed. <laughs> I'm I'm mad. Fair enough. That's all right. We do have two voicemails from Curtis. So with that being said, we'll listen to Curtis's voicemails. All right, little technical difficulties here. We're still working out kinks on the phone line end. Um, so while Tim's doing that, we'll, uh, we're good now. This is a professional production. This is why we don't look, work in live radio. One, I don't think we could ever get a job in live radio. Who is that man in the booth? And two, and two, I, well, one, I don't think we could ever get a job in live radio because I swear too much. And uh, I swear you could. <laughs> Good one. We still need. We're gonna have to get a little. Yeah, a rim shot because yours are absolutely. It's constant. Uh, all right, we're good to go. Let's take it away, Curtis. Hey guys, it's Curtis. Well, game just ended, and a fit of depression is overtaking me. As I, uh, much like you were aware that this means the season's probably over. That sucks. Um, you know, I don't think the Packers necessarily outplayed us. Um, that first touchdown by the Packers was complete garbage because that was a bad call. It was a great hit, and they called, you know, unnecessary roughness or helmet talent. I don't know. It was bullshit. And, you know, and they got a touchdown off of it, and then that kind of, you know, took our guys a little bit to come back from that, and I think they made a gallant effort at the end. Um, I don't know. Like a lot of people said, too little, too late. Well, uh, you know, I didn't necessarily, I didn't necessarily see, you know, good or bad play from Trubisky. You know, I was hoping he was going to come and just ball out. You know, he didn't go out there and, and lose the game either. So, jury's still out on him. Um, I do agree though that you know no one's going to call and uh, and, and want to have that discussion with you about Trubisky, but. Those people who think he's the guy. Um, jury's still out on that one, guys. We'll see how the next two games go. Maybe he can uh, tear up against the uh, the Chiefs and the Vikings, and or maybe he'll uh, give us that definitive answer we're looking for. So, all right, guys, take it easy. Um, sorry I couldn't call in today. I will try again next weekend. But you know, with five boys, the weekends are hard. So, all right, talk to you later. Bear down. That's all good, Curtis. We understand that's a busy family, five boys running around. Yeah, I, I, I just want to give Curtis a pat on the back, man. Anybody that's managing five boys, 
you've 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 got i've i've got your back you that's amazing <laughs> um <clears throat> we have another one right before we get to that well i i just and i'll break it down more i just i i disagree a little bit with curtis in the aspect of i do think trubisky blew the game in <sighs> Not just him, though. I think uh, I think it was a Trubisky Matt Nagy combo, and this podcast is all about going to be me getting on Matt Nagy for a lot of different reasons. But I do feel like, still at the end of the day, our defense gave Trubisky multiple opportunities to come through, um, even after he throws a late interception, and then we get a sack to take him out of field goal range. We kept driving down the field, but but we'll get into that because. Nagy screwed up way more, and we'll talk about that. But uh, do you have anything on that first one? Yeah, I I do agree with Curtis that there were some really bad calls in that game, especially the call related to when they were were catching the um, punt. And and that was a bullshit call. That was absolutely one of the worst calls I've ever seen in my life. We'll talk about that. But anyway. Let's listen to a second one. Hey guys, it's Curtis again. I just had to get something on my chest uh, before I forget. So, watching the game, I could not get it off my mind how invisible our pass rush has been. It was a shadow of its former self this whole season. It was so bad that I literally forgot that Khalil Mack was on the team until the third quarter. Like, I literally forgot he was even on the team. Uh, And the only reason they brought up his name was because he had this like unblocked rush and they would have called anybody's name in that situation. But I don't know, man, but season's over going forward. You know, the Vikings freaking won too. So going forward, we're done for the season. We need to figure out something with this pass rush. We need to do something else with Mike with freaking Leonard Floyd. I don't know. Hicks, I give him a pass because he's got a busted up. Sh- thing. That guy ran played his heart out, but tell you what, we got to figure something out because, if I forget that Khalil Mack's on the team, then we got a problem because we can't sustain that, man. Anyway, I'm a little irritated the more I stew on this whole thing, but hopefully uh, we can be therapeutic for each other, guys. So take it easy. You, you know why I love that voicemail so much? Because his tone, that irritated, agitated, just he, pissed off kind of tone in his voice it, it sounds can, it sounds exactly like uh, us right yeah, after it, the game. It does. It sounds like the, you could tell from his first one went from like this slumber disappointment, and then when everything kicked in, it was like a light bulb. Like you know what? No shit. I'm it, mad. It's like, cool. it, it, you basically go from shock to I am ticked off. Yeah, I'm not happy, and I don't blame you. Nailed it. On the head, Curtis, I was yelling at my father, where is Khalil Mack? Where is the pass rush? Why is our defense not showing up? Still, with that being said, I still think our defense showed up enough. I mean, seven points by half. The the, the And don't get me wrong. The, the first take Curtis had about the Packers not deserving to win and not outplaying us, completely, 100%, double agree on that. No way they should have won that game. Yeah, I know it. it. It wasn't like this was a you know, fifty point over game, and we were just scoring, and they were just scoring. This was a game that was winnable, 
even with all of the BS calls right up to the end, we were still in it. We were. We were. I mean, we were in it till literally the end and the last play we'll talk about. Yeah. <coughs> Just got to. Yeah, I guess so. Gotta, worked up and started coughing. Man, got to lay off, lay off those cigars, buddy. <coughs> I mean, you know, that humidor and those cigars are starting to get to you. I know. Winter's here, though, so I will be hibernating from the cigars. Anyhow. I'm back to uh, let's let's just go over the key points of the game because there's no reason to dwell on everything. I uh, actually let's start with the defense. Just get the defense out of the way. Um, we had opportunities. We should have. Nick Kwiatkowski played phenomenal. He did. He, he should have made that interception. Yep. He later makes up for it. Um, and what we mean is late in the game, Trubisky throws a pick to a lineman. The lineman gets it. They're in great space. Uh, they have faith in Aaron Rodgers to throw on third and six. And Kwiatkowski blows up Aaron Jones. He, and he just one-hand well, sacks Rodgers down. They're out of field goal range. Love to see Rodgers pissed off, not even talking to LeFleur. He ain't even talk. He's not. He doesn't want anything to do with him. That's a weird chemistry. That, that is. He, we, we saw that, and we're like, Wow, they, that that looked like he just got the cold shoulder. He looks like what he's treating Lafleur like he's Mike McCarthy's son. Like it's bad. Yeah, like, there's blood there, uh, bad blood there. So that happens. Um, I can't. I mean, Curtis already hit on it. The the no pass rush, man. No, there was absolutely no pass rush. I mean, really, they. They called Mac's name one time, just as Curtis mentioned. Yeah, no, he made the bet. That was a great point when he said they would have yeah. called anyone unblocked. Well, yeah, I know, I know. Um, Floyd, I think there was one play that he was really in on, right? Um, but it, it was everyone, just everyone, top to bottom. Man. Yeah, it, it the whole team in terms of that pass rush just simply wasn't there. It, Our secondary didn't play that well. But here's the thing: our defense has been playing so good. Our offense has been so shit. Uh, you can't have in two games you play the Packers and you have two touchdowns in two games. Two offensive touchdowns in two games. Can't you just see, though, on the field that, that our offense almost demoralizes the defense? Can't you just see that? I feel like the defense tries so hard oh, I to know. pick up the offense. I, I know, but after Eddie, a while, I know, what Eddie, can you do? But I still think they're trying and they're trying, but it weighs and it weighs throughout the game. The more it ticks on, the more they see, the more they get frustrated. Eddie Jackson is out on the field celebrating with Trubisky, pumping him up. Everyone is trying to... That's not a good sign when your quarterback's so fragile and they have to boost his ego. Uh, listen, I've said it before, though. We knew what Trubisky is. We know what he was or what he is and what he was and what he will, will be. Let's move on, though. I, the punt. Again, Say, Curtis hit, hit on that. Yeah. That, that changed the whole d demeanor, the momentum of the game. I mean... The officiating, not just for the refs, the officiating this year in the National Football League has been national bullshit across all platforms, and we haven't felt it until really until now. We felt it a little bit, but this is a huge call. Uh, what are your thoughts? Well, the calls have been consistently inconsistent. I mean, it's you, you, you look at 
at the same plays at different games and and you just scratch your head and go they didn't call that you know and i don't know who the they who the punt returner was but for those who didn't see the play the punt returner just ran up on the ball and cordell cordell why can i pronounce his name cordell 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 jeez i am just so flustered right now i'm just going to say patterson Patterson comes up 84, right? Right. Lays the wood on him. Times it out perfect. Now, it is a clean. His head is off to the side. Um, there, is no, sh- there is no fair catch wave. Well, I was going to get into that. So, you're right. There is no fair catch wave, but he hits him square. He That ball, literally, as it comes down, he connects. It's called perfect timing. The reason the fair catch rule is in place is so people don't take hits like that. But if those people are going to be reckless, then they're going to pay the price. He paid the price, but in the end, actually, we paid the price. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it would have been totally different if this guy's waving his hands, so has his arms up. He fumbles the ball. We get right. a clear recovery. Oh, Yeah. And then it was was our ball for sure. Here's what pissed me off. And I'm looking at you. We don't know the rule because the refs don't know the rule. He comes out and says, fair catch interference at first. Then he goes, wait a minute. And then they said, run uh, or what, what, what was it? Running into him, running into the kick or no, no, it was, um, it was differently worded. Basically they were saying that he touched the player before he had a chance to catch the ball. Bullshit again. All turnovers should be reviewed. They should have. What they should have done is they didn't even throw a flag on that play. They didn't know what the hell they were doing. They shouldn't have thrown a flag. And then they could have reviewed if it was an illegal hit. Because then if it's an illegal hit, then they can take that away. It it killed us. It absolutely Mm -hmm. devastated us. We would have had the ball inside their own 20. We would have been in the red zone. At that time, it was was 0-0. And the thing that kills me the most is they then drive down on us and score after that play, which should have been our ball. Yep. Yep. That, that, that whole that whole thing was just ridiculous. Do you feel like it totally wiped oh, away the momentum? Absolutely. You, you could feel the entire momentum of the game shift on that one play. You it, absolutely could. It was unbelievable. It, it was it, it just ugh, irritation, irritation. Um. Okay, let's just... I have so much to say. We just got to shorten up the game. Uh, what the hell was that challenge? You want to talk about the challenge we lost? That that challenge was the biggest bunch of BS. It was... Why we challenged that, it was clearly called correctly. The guy didn't step out of bounds. I mean, if you didn't see the play, we get the... Go ahead. No, I was just going to say that the the crazy part is watching the game from home. When we were watching it from home, we sat there and we said, holy cow, maybe we missed something because we couldn't see the angle, right? right. We couldn't see the angle in which he ran the route. So we thought, oh, maybe he did step out of bounds because we just saw the blatant. We just saw the tail end of it. Well, I don't know what they were seeing on top of the booth up top. I have no idea whatsoever because they waved down to Nagy to challenge this play. Upon further review, 
the guy is not even mm-hmm. remotely close no. at all. No, there, there is quite the green space between the out-of-bounds line and his foot. It's I mean, not it's even... Not, I mean, you, you get, we were scratching our heads like, why did they get so excited about um, challenging this? We just couldn't figure it out. It, it literally took the ref two seconds. Yeah. It was a longer yeah. timeout right. on the TV commercial. Yeah. yeah. So um, so basically that, that stuff all happened and everything like that. And then let's talk about the one we didn't challenge with Patterson, <laughs> which clearly there was an angle and a shot where you could see green. And that was a catch. And that's a game changer. That was a catch. And there was a sliver of green clearly between the out of bounds marker and our player's foot. And we're yelling. I mean, screaming. if you guys could have seen us our, and our TV could talk, it would say, Hey, take it easy guys. Take it easy. But it, we we were just like beside ourselves. What are you doing? Are you saving this for another game? Okay. And in the press conference, Nagy said he had the nerve to say the reason he didn't challenge that is because it was so close. And they were saying up top in the booth that it was so close that they don't know that it might be a riskier challenge. So he decides not to. Okay, so what's the worst thing that happens? Because in the entirety of the game, a play that big where you take it down to what? Your three-yard line? We're on the three-yard line. It'd be first and goal if we don't. And if we do, I mean, what what was he saving it for? What was he waiting? Yeah, that that's exactly it. Like, like you're you're you, playing. You, you think these carry over to another game? You're like pl- you're playing your rival. You're away. Okay, you're still fighting for a playoff push. You you don't know the outcome. The Vikings don't play till later. You don't know what's going on, and that's what you choose to do. Yeah, it was it was the most frustrating and puzzling thing. It's like. What is going on here? But so, but the press conference killed me. I mean, I don't know if you watched it. We'll talk about it at the end after we're done breaking down the game. But when he said that, that drove me insane. That literally drove me insane. The title of this episode should be Challenges Don't Carry Over. <laughs> yeah. Dot, 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 duh. <laughs> Like, seriously, I, I agree. What the hell is he thinking? It doesn't make any sense. It drove me insane. Like, that's the point. That's when you don't want to challenge. Well, it looks close from up here. That's what a challenge is supposed to be, you dumbass. It's not supposed to be black and white. Well, it's obvious. Let's blow the flag. No, man. Come on. What are we doing? <laughs> yeah, it was maddening. It was absolutely maddening. Man, just send so, out the kicker. Yeah, yeah. I mean, let's talk about that, though. Hey, wait, hold on. Uh, well, I'm getting ahead of myself. I really want to get to Nagy, as you can tell. One, anything else that stuck out from the game? We already talked about the late interception. Oh, the final play. We should probably talk about that. We should wrap it up with that. So you go ahead and describe the final well, play. Well, no, no, I'm going to let you do it. I, I do want to <laughs> say it too painful for yeah, you. It is. It is. I can't do it. I've got post-traumatic stress disorder. I right for- now, I'm suffering. I'm I, suffering. Well, I forget. I tried to cover that up i don't remember 49's name <laughs> buckner is that it i don't even know i'll call him 49 there he goes so basically final play of the game we're still in it 
Um, we do a kind of a trick play design. Cohen to Trubisky to this Buckner, the tight end. He has two guys. I get it. Like, it's easier to say I'm sitting on a couch. But, and I, you know, but when the play's designed, and Trubisky said this in his press conference, it was designed and everyone knew, don't, no matter what, don't go to the ground with the ball. For some reason, he went to ground with the ball. I get it. There's a guy draped all over you. It's not that hard to fumble. And I know some people were like, well, why did Miller and Robinson just stand around? The I don't know. You know, that didn't please me either. But he had Robinson wide. We would have walked in. If we would have won the game after that, I don't know. Who I knows? don't know. So who knows? And that was the final play. Just overall, man. I don't know. I, I just disappointed, angry. I do know. I keep saying I don't know. I just... I guess I don't know where I want to go from here. So what do you got? Well, I, I do want to say that once again, um, we were in the red zone and Trubisky throws an interception. What was that at the one or two yard line? What interception? I thought, I thought, didn't Trubisky throw an interception like at no. the one or two yard line? No, he threw it at like the 15. Oh, okay. Remember well, it was at... And I'm, he threw the I'm, Hail Mary. He had two interceptions. One wasn't his fault. He, he chucked a Hail Mary at the end of the half. That that didn't even make, I mean, yeah, that then, was, that's, that's just counts yeah. against your stats. So I must still be suffering from post-traumatic. No, he threw Trubisky a lot of balls. Disorder, but, he, um, no, he threw a lot of balls that should have been intercepted that they dropped. He threw about three or four that they dropped. So, you know, once again, it was a – he still has difficulty. It drives me crazy with him. I wanted him to do well. I even said in the last podcast I wanted him to do well. I know you were puzzled by it. And I, I guess I just wanted to have hope that he could really play this game. And I think this was the game that I said to myself, you know what, quit lying to yourself. There is no hope. He can't see the field. He throws behind guys. He's inaccurate. And then every once in a while, just because he wants to tease you, he throws the damn hardest ball, the damn hardest ball, right on the money on a play or between three yeah. players. He and threw- you think no one could possibly catch it. And then you go, Where, where's that been? Now, there is a little controversy. Um, I don't know if anyone's paid attention, but basically I feel like the media is trying to drive more of a a wedge in between our players and coaches right now. And I'm fine with that. I think they're just as fed up as us. Is it professional? I don't know. I don't really think any part of the media is professional. I believe they all think they're professional, but I also think they're all just gas bags that have their own opinion and really don't care about certain things. And, I mean, half of them cover different teams their whole career and just go wherever the wind takes them, you know, to get a paycheck. Not hating on that. I'm really not. I'm just saying, you know, a lot of them sit real high on this steeple because I, I thought there was a big controversy. I thought there was. I thought Trubisky, it says Trubisky lashes out at Nagy, you know, all these headlines. So I said, oh, my gosh, like, what is happening? Like, what what is this? So I get on the Internet and I look and I, I immediately say to myself, no more headlines. 
why don't you just go and watch Trubisky's press conference? So I watched it. All he said was, you know, we need to be better on first and second down. We need to be better on third down. It was a lot of player talk. Uh, and then he kept bringing up, uh, I wish that he said something, and I'm paraphrasing here. I wish the game plan, and you can look it up for yourselves. He says, I wish that we had more explosive more explosive plays downfield and we would take more shots. Now, I don't know how to take that because I've seen film. I was trying to tell uh, Buddy today that a lot of it's RPOs, man, and if he's not pulling out the ball and throwing, that's on him. That's not on... Well, that's what I was about to say. Isn't that his choice as the quarterback to... to have some options if he wants to take some downfield shots. Yeah, and listen, he did make some outlandish throws that piss you off. It pisses let's be honest, guys. It makes you mad when he makes those throws. He threw a ball running to his right, threw it across field to his left while running, and throws a dime to Miller. But he can't throw the regular passes, and it's like... Yeah, that's what just drives you nuts. I mean, here he's doing that at Lambeau Field. I thought the spirit of Brett Favre had entered him, because that was a Brett Favre move. It was a crazy good throw. It, it was a crazy good throw, but wasn't that a Brett Favre move? Throw it across your body to the other side of the field, throw it right on target. And then he starts missing, and, and that's fine. But I just, you know, Nagy's... I just I'm just gonna go now because I've been irate. Yeah, yeah you got to get this off your shoulders. I, I, I can tell it, it's, it's weighing you down. What the hell? I said it before the game to you. I swear to God, if they put Hicks in and he's not 110 percent, he should not be playing. He went down twice, thriving in pain. Matt Nagy, he is way too important. You, I don't care about athletic trainers. I don't care about a doctor. And I don't care about the player saying he can play. We need his butt for next year. You're a head coach. He has a dislocated elbow. And you're going to sit on the sideline and say, uh, keep going back in. No, man. Pull him. Goldman can't play. Robert Harris can't play. Lynch can't play. Come on, man. Get out of here with that shit. And then for you to sit on the press box and say, oh, I really admire, you know, his, he, he really had a, uh, he, he had a, a fire to fight and blah, blah, blah. I don't give a shit. If he's hurting himself, he can't make tackles. He could not get any penetration. It's your elbow. How do you bend your arm and jab it into a 300 pound man when you, with, with a busted elbow and you're just going to be like, oh, he had a lot of fire in his belly. Yeah. What, what does that even mean? Who gives a shit? Protect the player. Protect the athlete. Yeah, th- that's a classic example of having to protect a player from himself. And that's what good coaches do. Good coaches step in and they say, you know what? Hey, I appreciate that you're fired up here. Appreciate it's a rivalry. But you know what? Your ass is on the bench. Yeah. Because I- this team's long-term viability is more important than today's spontaneous being fired up for this game. Nailed it. I no rebuttal there. I I wish you were the head coach. I mean, my God, the, the, the fact of the matter is okay. He Nagy came out 
and said in his press conference today, well, we didn't hit all three phases of the game. We weren't good on special teams. We weren't good as good defensively. And we, you know, we're not getting it together offensively again. Dude, enough with the bullshit. You've been saying we don't have an offensive identity the whole year now. We are two games away from being closing out this season. Well, my frust yeah, I agree, Tyler, and I think you're right on my big frustration if if you were naggy right now. The one thing I would ask you is not only is where did our pass rush go, like Curtis said, which was just spot on. I want to know where's our rushing yards. I mean, we we look absolutely pathetic on the rush. I mean, this is a, remember this is a Green Bay Packers team that was giving up over seventy yards of rushing to to single backs easily. We'll see, and I think that comes down, honestly, to, and I know a lot of people are going to get on me about this, it comes down to Trubisky. If he can't throw, they're going to stack the box and make him throw. They're going to say, beat us with your arms, you're not beating us with your legs, and you're not beating us with the run game. We, we, we struggled against Detroit, we struggled against Green Bay, we are struggling against teams that suck against the run because they're stacking the box. And that's all there is to it. And we're seeing a lot of high fronts. We're seeing a lot of spies. We're seeing a lot of, you know, and they were floating in and out of coverage, and they were switching up who was spying on Trubisky, and sometimes they weren't spying on Trubisky. But we said this. We said this in the last podcast. Dallas is dumb as dog shit, okay? Dallas is stupid. The way they play, where they line up, and they just say, this is our defense. Come get us. You're not the 85 Bears. You can't just do that, okay? Green Bay knows how to play us, and they proved it, and they executed it to a T. We were outcoached. We were very outcoached. Outcoached on all fronts. And I I don't I don't get... I'm starting to question Nagy in the aspect... I don't think he has a spine. I really don't. I think that his positivity is great, but it's now delusional. It's become delusional positivity because... What he's saying is not transpiring. The defense still only gave up 21 points, okay? This year, right now, we are the Bears. Are you ready for this? Defensively, if we give up less than 30 points in our next two games, which is unlikely, but if it does happen, we would go under last year's point total that we've given up. See, that's absolutely amazing. That, when you think about that, that tells you how far our offense has gone in the crapper. Yeah, um, I'm actually looking for it right now. I got it. So last year, all right, points, oh, wow. Hold on. There she is. So 2018, points against, 283. Points against this year. 500, or, oh my gosh. Okay, let me start over. 2018, points against 283. 2019, points against 253. So my math is right. Yeah. This is where it gets alarming. This is where you have a problem. This year, points four. 2000, or no, 2018, Points four, 
421. 2019 points for 256. Did I say 200 the first time? Yes, you did. God, I am so sorry. This 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 ad keeps popping up. Everyone, let's scratch that. When you try to do it from your phone, let's let's back it up. Let's back it up. Okay, bet we're backed up. Thank goodness for that. Uh, 2018 points for 421. We put up 421 points. 2019, 256 points. Mm. Our point different that our point differential is three. Last year it was 138. Oh my! We have a code red on our hands. Our offense has gotten over 200 points worse. Now the season's not over. Okay, so we're man. We might only put up another 14. So, yeah, you're right. And and by that math, Trubisky will just need to get 100 points in the each, each of the two of the games to get us back up to where we were last year. Also on this podcast, we have been telling lies. Um, not on purpose. Oh, we have. Not on purpose. John Fox was the coach for three years. We said he went fourth, third, and fourth in the division. That was wrong by me. He went fourth every year. So for three straight years under John Fox, we hit fourth in our division. We have officially locked up third this year and Nagy second. Something is drastically wrong, and it's not just Trubisky anymore. It makes you wonder, do we start to question? Well, hold on. Before we go down this path, is there anything else you would like to get off your chest? No. No. Okay. Let's go down this path. Ted Phillips was appointed the vice, the president of operations for Virginia McCaskey in February 10th, 1999. How much of this falls on him now? Um, Say more. I don't think I'm following you. Okay, look at Pace's finishes in five years. He's going to go into his sixth year. He only has one first-place win. He goes, under Ryan Pace, we have gone fourth, 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 fourth. Oh, no, sorry, I read a wrong fourth. That was Trustman. So, you know, I mean, even Trustman, man, the first year he gets second. And then, then we hit fourth and bottom out. But I, I, I don't know, man. I, uh, I'm sorry. I'm just struggling here because I'm seeing numbers. The point different. Okay, let let me focus. Sorry, ADD kicking in. So, under pace, we've gone fourth three times. Then we went first, lost in the wild card, and then we went third. Before then, we weren't to the playoffs till we lost in the conference finals in 2010 under Lovey Smith. Now, this is alarming. When Trubisky, Fox's first year, negative 62 point differential. When Trubisky came in, negative 20. Then when Trubisky came in again under Fox, 
Well, did he play one year or two years under Foggs? He only played one year. Sorry, I misread he, that. He, so he had a hand, first, his, he had handful of games, but... His but, first year he, was negative 56. I, I don't... I'm not blaming all that on Trubisky. I am, however, blaming a lot of it on Nagy. I now don't know how good his offense is. We've talked for a long time about how it looks different. It There's a lot less motion... The, it just looks very, the first year, everything looks so much more motion-based and so much more creative, and he seemed to be adjusting to what defenses were doing. This year, we're missing all three elements. Very little motion, very little adjustments, and hardly any creativity. I mean, what's with these doggone screens, by the way? I don't know. The, it, I mean, they work, uh, they work like crap all year. And we all of a sudden think we go to Green Bay and Lambeau and the screens start to work? Well, and my biggest problem with all of this is that he refuses. This is where I said his um, positivity becomes delusional. I'll let you guys, guys, a lot of it's the same. It's just dressed differently. Nagy, we're not idiots. All right? We're not fucking idiots. You don't. You don't put up that trash of an offense. You don't take this big of a dip. Your point differential was 156 last year. Granted, the defense scored a lot more. But I guarantee you take those defensive touchdowns away, and I don't have the number on hand. You take those points away, right? You could take those points away, and you could add it to this year, and we'd still be in trouble. What is going on, man? Either you're being exposed, Trubisky's being exposed, but now I don't know because you need to pull the trigger to save your job. You need to bench Mitch, you need to go with Chase, and you need to be be ballsy. You need to take shots down the field. Run your offense. Stop second-guessing yourself. Stop playing it safe. I think you're trying to play it safe to save your job, and you're going to get burnt. You think you're being cool and safe and conservative, and it's going to get you fired. And you know who's going to keep staying in office? Ryan Pace. Because I'll tell you what. I said it before. The guy looks like a snake in the grass. And he will sacrifice your ass way before he sacrifices his own. Oh, I, I agree there. The reason I brought up the Ted Phillips thing is when when is enough enough for a GM? Like, you can't. We're not even. Guys, we're not even talking playoffs we can't get out of our own division and here we have the vikings at 10 wins the packers at 10 wins and we can't even get to 10 what is happening there's trouble in river city my friend well that's and we need to be able to so what uh, my question to you real quick is what do you do? You're the president. How much more? They already, I, I, I get it. They already signed him to an extension. But now you have to look at when when a GM is under extension, and, and you can answer this after I say this. I'm sorry, but this, this plays relevant no, I, to the question. I get it. When you sign an extension, right, when you're a GM and you're a president, what point does that GM then get reckless? Look what Bill O'Brien's doing in Houston. He is trying to win now. They have no GM. The ownership's an idiot. They should have fired him a long time ago, or they should have appointed a GM because he's selling everything to save his job. When does that take? What if that happens in Chicago? 
then we're in more of a shit storm than we're already in now. So my point to you is, what would you do? When would you pull the trigger if you're the president? Here's what I would do. We've got two games left, Minnesota and Kansas City, right? Those games don't really mean anything. If you if you really if you really sit back and look at it, they're not going to. The only thing it could mean is us at the end of the year maybe uh, knocking Minnesota maybe out. It doesn't. I mean, yeah, I don't I, know. I, not yeah. out, but knocking them, maybe, making changing their seating. Change. Yeah, you can change some seating a little bit. I granted, I'll I'll give you that. But here's the deal that's got to happen in the off season this is because I love the bears. This has got to happen in some way, shape or form. That is the leadership in the bears organizations has to look themselves straight in the mirror and be able to say one thing. Can we just be honest with ourselves and what we have here? Now, can we just be honest with who we've, who we've brought into our organization and as if, we didn't even know these people evaluate them in terms of their actual play and what we can see with our eyes. Well, we fired, we fired Phil Emery pretty damn quick. I mean, we fired him after the Trustman thing didn't work. And I'm pretty sure I have to look it up again. There's a lot of stuff to look up and we kind of just wing this thing. I'm pretty sure he got either five or six years and then he got canned. I don't know why you signed Pace to an extension just coming off a 12-4 and four year. To me, you don't get an extension, man, if you don't get in the playoffs or, oh, or win a playoff game. Win a playoff game. game, yeah. yeah. I mean, you lost to a team and your quarterback who you had faith in. And guys, God, Jesus, get ready for this Sunday. If you weren't sick of the Mitchell Trubisky talk on this podcast, you just wait till Sunday night when they show the graphic of the same two people who went into the same draft, the same, and one was drafted way higher than the other. They're just gonna they're gonna show you numbers. They're gonna show you advanced numbers, and they're gonna hit home. And you're gonna hear Collinsworth say they're not even on the same page. I mean, it's night and day. I mean, uh, does and then Al Michaels will be like, "Does Trubisky have a chance in the league?" And he'll be like, uh, "You know what, Al? I don't know. I'm not a GM, and he'll deflect because none of them can have an opinion because they have NBC so far up their ass." Just ridiculous. Just get. I see how annoying I am already. I, the game is. We're almost. We're less than a week out. But come on. Yeah. Come on, man. I. I think Tyler, you are so right with that analysis, and that's exactly what's going to happen. So, for getting back to what I was saying, this year, for us to have any success in the immediate future. The leadership in this organization is going to have to do an honest evaluation of the talent they have. And if they're going to do that, they're going to find that Mitch Trubisky <coughs> is not is not at all the individual they want to stay with. The worst thing that could happen is they lie to themselves and they re-up this guy's contract, even if it's for a year. That is the worst thing that could happen because at that point in time, we are just setting ourselves for another year of this misery. We really are, man. With, without a doubt. I, so you, I mean, we've talked about this for, I think we're both on the same page. 
Different question. Do you clean house? You clean, you don't clean the whole house, but, but you've got a pretty good entryway and living room. You got to clean up pretty well. And I'm talking, you've got to, we've got work on the offensive line. You've got work uh, at the tight end position. You've got work at the quarterback. Um, and you've even got work, I would say, with one of the corners. The rest is pretty solid. Um, I think I think you got work with Floyd because he disappears so often in, in certain games. He, he can be a hell of an asset, but I... I, I don't really think that unless he finds a way to step it up greatly that you can hold on to him, may have to trade him for someone. Um, Matt can't do it all, and he needs some help. Yeah, and my fear is we're going to dwell in this purgatory era where our defense rots away. We realize we don't have a quarterback. You got to be in the NFL. You cannot let a quarterback marinate this long anymore. It needs to be boom, boom, right. boom, boom, you, boom. Yeah, it, we're done with the days, gang, of people setting quarterbacks two to three to five years on the bench. You can't do that anymore like you're in this t- NFL. You're telling me right now Aaron Rodgers wouldn't have been good? Because I'm I'm in complete agreement with you where they, I bet they put him out in rookie year, he still becomes the same person he is yeah, today. Absolutely. Absolutely. He doesn't, he doesn't sit. You can't afford to put that kind of talent on the bench these days, this is the new NFL. You just can't do it. And um, listen, there are going to be other great quarterbacks out there. The question is, can we see it and take advantage of it? Yeah, and listen, and again, we. I want to. I want to be very clear. Trubisky might be good, and he might fit another system. He does not fit ours. I don't want him in Chicago anymore. There's too much hostility. Maybe he needs to be like Ryan Tannehill and get a fresh start. I don't know. But I'll tell you what, if I was Tennessee, I still want to offer Ryan Tannehill big money because you know what he is. He's kind of like a Fitzpatrick. There's guys in the league that can get you wins, but there's not very many guys during crunch time that can produce diamonds. It's very far and few between. But... With the defense that we had, and I think that defense is dwindling now, with what we've had, we might lose everything and have to hit the restart button. I'm sorry to say this. I feel like a cleaning of the house is coming, and it might not be this year, and it might be an offseason. But I'll tell you what, mark my words, if we have anything as remotely this bad next year, as we do this year, there will be a full house cleaning, without a doubt. Yeah. They are not going to put up with that. No, I, I, I agree. I agree. And, 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 and you, you know, know what? You said, Go Tr- ahead. You said Trubisky might find a job elsewhere. My prayer is that he finds a job elsewhere in Green Bay. Well, no, he'll- Minnesota with the Detroit Lions. <laughs> well, he'll <laughs> That's be my hope. now. Now he'll be. And he'll he'll be a good but he's a good backup. He's a backup. He'll he can win you a game as a backup, maybe. 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 That that's a that maybe. Yeah. You like how strong I came with yeah, that you, take and ended yeah, it you, with a maybe yeah, cowered yeah, away yeah, from yeah, it. Yeah, you completely. just you just wimped out completely after that. 
So, you know, that's where I stand. We've got to look and look ourselves in the mirror. We've got to be honest with the talent we have. And if we're going to continue to lie to ourselves, next year will be an utter disaster. Mark my words. It will be an utter disaster. We will go into it with our heads stuck in the sand, believing that we've got all this talent. And you know what you're going to hear if nothing changes? You're going to hear things like, that was an off year. Um, we still have so much talent on this team. This the, the, the team is now going to have the courage to turn it around and show everybody what they did. Um, we just missed a year. That's all. All right. So... With that being said, let's talk about our upcoming game on Sunday night briefly. We host the Kansas City Chiefs. Now, I don't know what what the weather is for that game. I have no idea. But I do know, regardless, it will not affect Patrick Mahomes. Because if you watch this weekend in Denver, it was an absolute blizzard, and he was out there throwing dimes. So, he was also throwing snowballs before the game, which I thought was just exceptionally cool. He's he's phenomenal. He is the next big thing. I think he'll outlast Lamar. Uh, I mean, I hope Lamar is great and continues to be good because I like to see that in the league. I like to, you know, we grew up with, you know, Favre, Breeze, Manning, Brady, now we have Rodgers, too, and it's even though they, they two of those guys have played for Packers, it's nice to see the league, but I feel like we're going to get so, torched. So how how much of the game do we watch when it's halftime? It's 36-3. to three. We've got one Eddie Pinero field goal. You know what I'm afraid of? I'm terrified. He learned under Andy Reid. So even though that Kansas City Chiefs offense is bad, our defense is bad, they're going to know what we're doing. And oh. I... Or we have the the exact opposite effect of what will happen is Nagy tries to overcompensate for how much Reed knows, and then we just shit the bed altogether. So you know why they didn't flex this game out, don't you? I don't know why, because Miami is playing the Bengals, and I thought, I'm being serious, like why not put those two teams battling for the first draft pick it, and, and, and it's also that I feel like the league's like, we're tired of doing Cowboys-Eagles. Like, we understand that they're playing each other, but we're not going to do that. We're going to well, keep the Chiefs and the Bears so we can rub in the face of every Chicago Bears fan ever on how bad Mitchell Trubisky pick that's, is. That's exactly what this is. That is exactly... What we're going to see happen is they are going to go over and over about the pros and the cons of the quarterback position and how one one is playing great and how the other still hasn't found himself but has the potential to be a franchise player. <sighs> so, final prediction. We lose, we win. Oh, we are going to get our butts kicked so badly. I'm telling you, it we lose be, by double digits. We lose by easily by double digits, easily. Okay, you heard it here first. I agree. Kansas City Chiefs are barely giving up any points to the wide receivers. Yeah, I agree. I think. It's, I mean, this I think is it's going to be is, bad. This is going to be a butt kicking of all time. Uh, season's over, guys. But this podcast isn't over. We'll continue to run it down. We'll continue to go. 
We will have an episode for every single week that we play. And when we are after week 17, we will do a, uh, we're going to try to organize a big show because we do take the off season off. We don't, unless big bears news pops up, we'll pop up. Uh, the reason we take that season off is because the, what's there to talk about? If there's no games and then, you know, let your ears, let let your brain rest from our voices and, you know, get some solitude in there and <laughs> some solidarity. And The question is, do they do they go through withdrawal from us? No. No, I think it's the exact opposite. <laughs> I think we're the drug and not listening to us is the rehab. I think that's what's happening. Is that, is that, I think is that what it, it's at. Yeah, it. like I think I think they forget all about Mitch Trubisky because we've bitched about it so much on the podcast, and then they come back and they're like, "Oh God, that's right, that's right, he's still there." Yeah. Oh, he, oh, he does do that. God, these guys are the worst. But I can't stop listening. Yes, yes, no, <laughs> no. But we'll have a we'll we will post. Uh, hopefully, we might actually. Do the end of the show two weeks out. We might post a bunch of stuff uh, beforehand just so that people can be aware of it. I know that we we, we tried to push it back to 2 o'clock. We might do later. We might do like a 4 in the evening on a Saturday or, or a Sunday. Usually the, I know the weekends are crazy for most people, but I work a ton during the weekday. So it works better for us so that we can sit around. But we might sit around for a couple hours or so. We probably will in a few weeks and uh, just get your thoughts and hopefully try to get more people to call in. And uh, we'll go as long as the people call in and keep it going. And uh, yeah, be fun to wrap up with the season. Basically, that way. trying to end this podcast on a positive. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, so, but. Uh, Look, we got the Chiefs. We got the Vikings next. We will be here next Monday to break down that game. And then our last final game, maybe, hopefully, we've had the Vikings number in the past. We go out with a bang. The Chiefs are looking to bang us. And, yes, I know exactly how that sounded. That sounded very bad, son. With that being said, remember, it's always a good time when you bear down.